Hey there, welcome to today's edition of Verity Vitamins. Is it a sin <laughs> to not vote? That's what I want to talk about today. And uh, this is something I've been praying over and seeking the Lord about and just asking for his help to help me to answer this question. And uh, well, we'll just get right into the scripture and we'll go from there. I have a lot I want to cover and not a whole lot of time to do it. James 4. 13 through 17, he said, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. And he said, For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. So he is emphasizing the briefness of life. And you know, I'll say this here in the beginning, the most important things we can be focused on are what's happening after this life and how what we do on this earth is affecting the afterlife. That's that's the most important thing because this life is so brief. But he goes on to say instead you ought to say if the Lord wills we shall live and do this or that. He said, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, if it is the will of the Lord. Now, there are some things that we are not to pray, if it be thy will, because we already know God's will on the matter, because it is clearly stated in his written word. But there are many things that it's not that clear, and we don't have the written word on it, so we have to say, if it be thy will, if the Lord wills. He goes on to say, but now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. He said, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Is it a sin to not vote in a presidential or governmental election? <laughs> well, to him who knows to do good and does it not to him it is sin, you could also say to him who knows not to do something and does it to him it is sin. What is he talking about here? The conscience. He's talking about the conscience. Um, my father in the faith, Brother Keith Moore, did a series recently called Love Over Knowledge. And if you haven't heard it, I highly recommend it. But there's a lot of things he said that inspired me in this direction. I'm not saying that everything I have said or will say is a direct reflection of his views on the matter, but I'm saying that that was something that inspired me because he talked a lot about the conscience. And how Paul talked about the conscience a lot. In fact, let me read you a scripture. In Romans 14, he's talking about um, whether or not it's okay to eat certain foods and things of that nature. And there were some questions of morality, uh, whether this was right or this was okay. And he's talking about this, but he, he says here in verse 23 of Romans 14, and I'll read this in the Amplified Bible, the man who has doubts, misgivings, or an uneasy conscience about eating, and then eats, 
perhaps because of you, it says, oh man, that's good. <laughs> he said, perhaps because of you. In other words, you're pressuring him to eat. Stands condemned before God. Why? Because he is not true to his convictions and he does not act from faith. Oh man. <laughs> For whatever does not originate and proceed from faith is sin. Whatever is done without conviction of its approval by God is sinful. What's he talking about here? He's talking about not doing something, not wanting to do something, but being pressured by somebody else to do it even though it's bothering them. It's bothering their conscience. It's bothering their heart. It's, it's bothering their conviction. And we see the contrast here. James is talking about knowing to do good and not doing it. But Paul's talking about being bothered in your heart about doing something and being pressured into doing it. So what he's talking about here when it comes to sin, you see it all comes back to the conscience. And this is something that I want to emphasize when it comes to, is it a sin to not vote? And the reason why I'm saying this is because I have heard some things that it is almost implying that. And in some cases, just coming out and saying it. And here's something I want to emphasize in this. You got to watch out for big, bold generalizations. Um, if you don't do this, you're this way. If you do do this, you're this way. If they did this, they're this. If you did this, you're that. Big, bold generalizations, absolutes. You got to watch out about that. You see a lot of this when it comes to politics. And here's the thing. You see it on both sides. It's not just on one side. On, on one side, you see people say, well, if you don't vote for this person, or if you do do this, then you support this, and you've got blood on your hands. And on the other hand, you see the left say things like, if you don't support a ban on AR-15s, then you support the murder of children. See, it just big, bold, accusing statements. And these are things that come from knowledge, supposedly. But here's the thing. The Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. And you got to watch out about some of this. That, that you're going to draw a map from this person's decision to do this or not do this all the way to an extreme moral thing that makes them into a horrible human being or a coward or something like that. You got to watch out for accusing spirits and provoking spirits. Um, you know, Satan is a provoker. And a lot of times you see this, this poking, accusing, provoking thing is not of God. You got to watch out about that. In many cases, it's, it's a wrong spirit. But I'm going to go ahead and say this. You know, there are some things we know is right and we know it's wrong. We know that's not okay. We know we can't support that. We can't stand for that. But you got to be careful about drawing a map from this thing all the way to that thing. Because there's a lot 
about that person you don't know. There's a lot about what they see, what they don't know. And there's just a lot that you don't know. <laughs> and, and this is what I want to say here in the beginning. We got to be careful about always trying to be someone else's conscience for them. Because if we're always somebody else's conscience for them, they can't hear their conscience. And here's something that I want to say to you. Uh, people get the idea that they've done enough research to be your conscience for you. <laughs> I'll say that again. A lot of people have the idea that they've done enough research to be your conscience for you. But there's a lot they don't know. And there's a lot you don't know. There's a lot I don't know. Um, there's a lot of things that when it comes to these things, we've got to follow our conscience. And we got to be careful about always trying to be someone else's conscience for them. Let me, let me read this scripture to you. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Um, I want to say this, when it comes to voting, we need to stop treating prayer like it's a sidekick to voting. A lot of people have, have become this way that they're like, well, yeah, 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 we should pray, but the big thing is we need to get out and vote. Well, Paul had nothing to say about that, but he did have a lot to say about prayer. Now, I'm not saying that voting doesn't matter. I'm not saying it's not important. No, I'm not saying that. Obviously, it wasn't relevant to their time because they didn't have that kind of government. But Paul's emphasizing prayer. Why? Because that's timeless. And I'll say this. You know, there's been a lot of talk of fraudulent elections. And, and the truth is, I don't know whether that's true or not. I don't. But I will say this. Your prayers cannot be manipulated. <laughs> your prayers cannot be hacked and changed <laughs> you can hinder your prayers but somebody else can't and that's why paul emphasized prayer and we need to make sure that prayer is not the sidekick to voting and protesting we got to be careful about that and yes we should vote um, particularly if it's something that our conscience tells us we should do but we got to be careful about putting all our hope in that we got to be care careful about putting all our hope in elections. Something that I heard said through Miss Billy Brim years ago was, there's one thing that will save America, and it's not an election. It's an awakening to God. Now, I'm not saying that voting doesn't matter. And I'm not saying it's not good to encourage people to vote. I will say this. you got to be careful about putting pressure on people. Faith puts no pressure on people. I I I'm going to read this to you. Galatians chapter 4, verse 16, he says, uh, Have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? He's talking about some super apostles who were coming in, into the church, and he said, They zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you, that you may be zealous for them. What's another way of saying be zealous for them? They want you to campaign for them. And I'll say this, we got to be careful about using the church to campaign for politicians. 
I'm not saying that we don't encourage people to pray and find out what the word has to say and let that influence their voting. Absolutely. But we got to be careful about using the church as a place for people to run their campaigns. Why? Because there are personal agendas hidden in things. And not everything is uh, in line with the kingdom of God, even if it looks good on the surface. Now, I want to read this to you um, in uh, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2. Uh, he t- he's talking about, um, I-, I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve with by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he who comes preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different spirit which you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you may well put up with it. Now again, he's talking about some of these apostles that act like they're better than him. and He talked about how he didn't rob the churches and he didn't burden them. And he goes on to say, uh, But what I do, I will also continue to do, that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Now, if you applied this verse to a political party, that people tend to not like, they would say amen. But if you applied it to the political party that they prefer, they would be quiet. (laughs) And the truth is, we have to realize that Satan does not just side with one group of people. Satan tries to get in anywhere that he can. He tries to get a wrong spirit into anything that he can. And this is why we have to be sensitive to the Spirit. We have to be led by the Spirit. And something we got to be careful about is this idea of just vote a straight political ticket. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people say, well, you know, you're voting for the platform and the platform stands for this. And I understand that. And listen, my tendency personally is to vote a straight political platform and there's a good chance that I will end up (laughs) voting a straight political platform but it's not because there's an R next to those people's name if that's the case it's because that's what my conscience is saying to me see here's the thing we're bringing it back to the conscience and people say be led by the spirit people say follow your conscience but do they really mean that Because here's the thing, there are people on both sides of the political spectrum that have personal agendas that have nothing to do with God. And, and, you know, yes, we want to vote for the best one we can find, and, you know, they may not be perfect, but at the same time, somebody can have an honest heart, and and, and they're not perfect naturally. It doesn't mean they have a hidden agenda. And the thing I want to emphasize to you, though, is just because somebody's running under a certain political party does not mean that they have any intention of doing half the things they're talking about 
or that they have good intentions. And we got to be careful about just assuming things. We want to genuinely be led. And would the Spirit of God know that? Would you want to vote for somebody who was deceitfully running under a certain thing? No. This is why I'm going to say it again. We need to be led. We need to follow our conscience. And, and here's something else I'll say about this. I said it earlier. Faith puts no pressure on people. And we talk about this during our offerings at church. But somehow or another, it seems to go out the window during election season. And when there's pressure brought to bear on people to vote, and there's guilt tripping, and there's talk of, well, you're doing this, and you're a coward, and you're, what is that, that accusing, uh, you've got blood on your hands if you don't vote kind of thing. you got to watch out about that, because that's somebody else trying to be their conscience for them, and that's pressure. And we know that because if that kind of talk came up in an offering, we'd know that wasn't right. Because we know, you know, when it comes to offerings, there shouldn't be pressure. And you shouldn't shame somebody or guilt somebody into giving. Why? Because faith puts no pressure on people. And putting pressure on people is an evidence of putting too much emphasis in the voting system. And, and like I said, I'm not saying it's not important to vote. I'm, I encourage you to vote, but I'm not going to put pressure on you about it. And I'm not going to try to guilt trip you into it. And I'm not going to try to be your conscience for you. Now, I know some people aren't going to like this, but you got to be careful about this kind of stuff. You know, in the book of Acts, we see that, you know, they were deciding who the 12th apostle was going to be to replace Judas. And, and what did they say? They, they cast lots, and they said, Lord, you reveal which one you've chosen to, to replace this. They didn't vote on it. <laughs> Why do I say that? Because voting is not a kingdom principle. And in the kingdom of God, we don't vote. But that is a part of the law of the land we live in, and it's a part of the nation we're in, and it's, it's a privilege. And, and it's something that is good for us to do, but you want to be careful about this acting like somebody's a horrible person because they didn't vote for the person you wanted them to or because they didn't vote at all. And the reason why I say this, you know, we say, well, you should at least vote for the one that's the best. You know, even if they're not very good, at least they're on the right platform. But let me ask you this. What if you were voting in an election and... Well, just, just for the sake of this conversation, the only two candidates that were running were Barack Obama or Joe Biden. <laughs> now, I'm saying this, you know, because I know some of the people who listen to my podcast. But what would you do? Would you vote for the best one? I'm telling you what, there's a lot of people that I know wouldn't vote at all. Why? Because their conscience wouldn't allow them to do that. Now, I'm not coming against either one of those people. I'm just saying there's a lot of people whose conscience wouldn't allow them to do that. So they would refrain from voting for the sake of their conscience. See, here's the thing you got to watch out about. For some people, if their conscience is bothered by either one of the candidates, 
then they need to follow their conscience. And it's, you again, back to the question, is it a sin to not vote? It's a sin to violate your conscience. It's a sin to violate what you know. And he who knows to do good and does it not to him it is sin, whatever is not of faith is sin. Now let me just emphasize this to you. I am not saying it's not important to vote, and I encourage you to go vote. I encourage you to pray. I encourage you to pray about voting and who to vote for. And I encourage you to let the Word of God influence the way that you vote. But I'm not going to try and be your conscience for you. And I'm not going to guilt trip you into voting the way that I think you should vote. Let me read this last thing to you and then I'll let you go. I know I'm, I'm going long here. This is a quote from Brother Kenneth Hagin from his message entitled Intercession. And uh, he said this, As Christians, surely we're concerned, and we should be, but we're not to become so politically minded that we're spiritually no good. We're not to put politics before Christ. Yes, we have to be interested, certainly, and we should vote, and we should do all we can do, but the main thing is we should pray. I overhear some Christians talk. I mean, born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christians. I'm thinking now in times past, certain ones in another state, there were some people that were indicted for fraud, but they were also running for office. Someone asked, are you going to vote for them? They said, yes, sir, I believe in voting a straight political ticket. They may have stolen thousands of dollars. He said, now this is what Kenneth Hagin said. I'm not saying this, but this is what he said. I doubt very seriously a person like that is saved. I doubt they've ever been acquainted with Jesus, or if they have, they're not walking in good fellowship with him. Uh, he goes on to say, I'm not too much on party. I'm going to vote for the man or the woman. I'm going to find out what they believe in, what they stand for. It may not be everything I believe in, but I'm going to vote for the best one. Now, some people say Christians shouldn't get mixed in with politics. Well, let's not just let everything go to the devil. He said, we're just not supposed to get mixed into it to the point that we neglect the church and neglect Christ and put those things first. And some people become so politically minded that they're spiritually no good. Now, let me just emphasize this to you. I am not saying it's not important to vote. I encourage you to vote. My point is we got to be careful about putting pressure on other people, judging other people, making big, bold generalizations and drawing a map from whether or not somebody voted to them being a horrible human being. And that's the same thing that the left does. And, and here's the thing. The same fruit means the same root. <laughs> and the enemy is a master at getting people to accuse each other, especially in the church. And my emphasis in this is, is don't try to be somebody else's conscience for them. But you need to follow your conscience. If you have a question about it yourself, about whether or not you should vote and who you should vote for, we'll bring it back to this. He who knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin, and whatever is not of faith is sin.